Hannah Salito. Welcome to my podcast on naturally healing skin from within. Let's glow with best-selling author and skin healing expert, Hannah Salito. On this week's skincare episode, we'll be chatting to Miss Red Danielle. I use that title because it's her Instagram tag and she uses her page to not only stay accountable to herself, but to share her beautiful, shining positivity with a wider community. This girl is sunshine personified. And if you don't immediately fall in love with her delicious Irish accent, you are going to be bowled over by the incredible attitude she's learned to adopt in dealing with her skin condition. It's not always been this way for Danielle. She had her wedding dress altered to hide her arms. She refused to lie on a beach on her honeymoon. Yet there she is on her Instagram page in a bikini in Canada on holiday last year with her skin fully on show. So what changed? Well, ask the lady herself. And I swear if I could bottle her attitude, I absolutely would. Now I'm like, but my skin's amazing. Like It has been amazing. Like, look at it, it's, t- it's talking to me. Like, it tells me when I'm stressed. It tells me when I'm, you know, too hot, too cold. It's like, protects my organs. It's just, it's such a vital thing and we take it for granted and we just are so negative towards it. And now I'm just like showing it so much love and I'm just like, oh, just love my skin. It's amazing. First, I want to get right into this because I know you're here and keen to learn more about the skin condition and those underlying factors that have potentially been playing a huge role in your skin health. It's a journey I've been on for over five years now, and it's led me to connect with the most incredibly knowledgeable people. These are people I never would have connected with had my skin not been in such a horrendous state. So when we talk about gratitude, that's one thing I am truly grateful for. My skin introduced me to all these inspirational people and I want to share my learning and their knowledge with you. Let me start by introducing you to an amazing lady who has not just become a great friend, but she's also my naturopath, Nikki Hill. Nikki, tell us a little bit about your background. I think for those people who are completely new to this, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what being a naturopath means. I actually, again, I didn't know what a naturopath was. And I was in my first year studying art science at Melbourne University, where I was studying Japanese and Chinese in my arts. (laughs) biology and chemistry in my science and art science is a degree you do when you have no idea what you want to do when you're older and that was pretty much me I was like I didn't know what I wanted to do but I was good at languages and I was also good at science and it was my sister who's two years younger than me came home one day and said I want to be a naturopath And I was like, what's a naturopath? And I remember looking at the course guide and seeing anatomy and physiology, nutrition, all of these kind of things. And I was thinking, my God, I would love to do that because at the time I was suffering with period problems and I was on the pill and I wanted to get off the pill, but I was nervous that I wasn't going to get my period back. This is, you know, we can go into that as well. But I just remember seeing this course guide and thinking, thinking not more about being a naturopath, hadn't seen a naturopath, but more like this could help me on my health journey. And uh, we went to the open day, my sister and I, and just the lady that was doing the talk was so inspirational. And Sarah and I just sat there going, we want to be her. And I was 19 at this stage. And uh, so my sister was 17. 
And, yeah, we came home and we said to my father, that's it. We both want to be naturopaths. And my father said, I will not have either of you studying this monkey business, is what he called it. And he said, you need a Melbourne University degree. Anyway, we we begged with him. We said, no, this is what we want to do. And he said, okay, well, you can defer your course for a year. Do natural medicine, and if you love it, then you can continue. If not, then you know you've got you you've got the real degree to fall back on. But we did it and just loved it, like absolutely loved it. What they talked about in the course was all about how the body worked, nutrition, um, how stress affected the body, just things that were common sense and that, in a way, we should all know. And you don't get taught this at school. It was just, you know, just eye-opening. And anyway, needless to say, we, we, I never went back and, and finished off my art science degree um, and continued studying natural medicine, which was a four-year degree. And, yeah, and I just learned so much in that time and was able to heal my own hormonal issues that were going on with me and then start helping my friends and family with all of their sort of issues that were going on and just absolutely loved it. So yeah, I've been doing this now. Um, So I've just turned 40. So um, for 20 years, I've been in the health industry and, you know, and I have seen a lot of fads come and go in that time. And the wellness industry has really boomed in the last, I'd say, you know, three to five years, especially in the UK. You know, it's quite cool to go and see a naturopath or and or just look at alternative ways. Um, people are a lot more uh, receptive to that and also seeking it because there's only so much a doctor can do. They're fantastic for acute illnesses. And, you know, if you broke a leg, you wouldn't come and see a naturopath, you'd go straight to A&E. And so doctors are amazing and we need them. However, for chronic diseases, especially like skin conditions or hormonal issues or digestive issues, this is where natural medicine excels. I see it, you know, with all the people I've helped over the years and it's, it's so powerful. It's so, so powerful. So, so yeah, so I've, I've been doing it now for so long and uh, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, now I've got a family as well. Neither of my boys have ever had had antibiotics. They've never actually been hospitalised except, I have to admit, my youngest at age two bit into one of those washing up detergent liquid things. Oh, God. I obviously thought it was some kind of lolly or something. Anyway, he ended up getting rushed to hospital with that, but he was all fine. And actually, about a week after that, there was this massive advertisement or campaign about making sure kids don't eat these and to lock away any of these detergents and things like that because it was so common. It was more common than anything. But, yeah, luckily we don't use any of that anymore anyway. <laughs> you know, and this is, again, you want to you try and look at the chemicals in your home and all of these things that you're using because they're toxic. They're toxic. So, but, yeah, but other than that, my kids are super healthy. And I do believe a lot of that is from me being healthy and having wonderful pregnancies and births and just giving them a wide range of foods as children and um so yeah so not only has it helped me it's helped you know I can then apply it to my family and and so on and so forth so um so yeah so it's been great it's been really great
Nikki, because you mentioned hormones as playing such an integral part in the start of your own health journey, let's expand a little bit on that. I know you specialize in hormones and specifically women's health and fertility. I speak to a lot of people for whom hormones also play a huge role in their skin condition. And I think people can feel that they can change their diet, they can begin to exercise, but how do they even start to work on their hormones? Well, hormones, they do play a part in skin and just overall health anyway. But if you improve your diet and you improve your lifestyle and stress management, that has a profound effect on your hormones as well. Hormones are sort of chemical messages that can influence the health of every cell in your body, not just physically, but emotionally as well. So when hormones are out of balance, you can suffer low moods, poor sleep, all of these types of things, as well as physically, you can have period issues, you can, your skin can get worse before your period, you can get whole host of different other symptoms or when your hormones are out of whack and there is this is where herbal medicine can be amazing to help support hormones but it's really a lifestyle thing and I think it's one of the biggest things for people to change you know as in like uh, a lot of people just want to take something don't they and, and want it to all go away but when it comes to hormones um, and I'd say actually every condition it doesn't matter what condition you have stress plays the biggest impact, whether it's the cause or whether it just aggravates things, you can't underestimate the power of stress. So a lot of the times with clients, I'm working on their stress levels. And stress isn't just about going through a breakup or um, moving house or someone recently who may have died in the family. I mean, these are massive stresses that can go on, but it's more the day-to-day stresses. So things like unanswered emails, opening up your phone first thing in the morning and having being bing, 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 and all these kind of messages coming through, work emails. I think actually the phone is probably the biggest stressor in nowadays more than ever. It's that sort of being online all the time and accessible so people can text you at any time of the day, you know, nowadays, or same with emails. It's not uncommon to get an, a work email on Christmas Day now. These little stresses within the body can create cortisol and cortisol is your stress hormone and this sort of it's this fight or flight response and when cortisol's high well your body's always going to prioritize um, survival over anything so if we feel like we are in any kind of threat or our body feels stressed in any way your body will end up making cortisol over progesterone which is the main hormone in the second half of your cycle. So when you're stressed, progesterone levels decrease and cortisol levels increase. And cortisol, um, yeah, is only meant to be around for short periods of time, whereas now it's around daily. And we are in this sort of heightened stress state all the times and everything gets compromised in that state. So your hormones definitely, reproduction, digestion are two of the main sort of systems that kind of get shut down immediately because when you're in a stressful, when your body thinks it's in a stressful state, you know, you're not thinking about reproducing then or sitting down and having a meal. You're thinking about, I need to run away from this danger. And that's what it goes back to. It goes back to our cave, caveman days and that innate response we have in our bodies to get away from threat. But Today's threat isn't life-threatening. You know, we're not, we don't wake up thinking we're going to die, but our bodies do. <laughs> our bodies are waking up thinking, oh my God, I'm running, having to run away from all these sort of threats that are going on. And 
it's the accumulation of these. And what I'm finding with a lot of clients is they don't have any offsets to these stresses. And this is what's important to start to, because we can't avoid stress. None of us can, but it's about putting things into our lifestyles that can help offset these sort of stresses coming in. And, you know, do you want me to go through some of the ways that I would recommend clients to de-stress? Yes, absolutely. Let's get on to the practical steps that people can take. Well, I always give the analogy of a bathtub to clients. If you think about, you know, it's all about having, keeping the water within the bath, you know, and everyone's size of bath is different as well. And what they can handle may be different to what other people can as well. So this is really important never to compare yourself to somebody else. So if you think about the water coming into the bath as being sort of life stresses, life stresses sort of coming into the bath. And if you think about your um, plug, is sort of the drainage. So that's like your elimination organs and you want to kind of keep them clean and regular. You know, so what's coming into the bath is also exiting the bath as well. So if we are constipated or we drink too much alcohol or things like that, that can affect our limitary organs, so those drainage pipes. So they can start to clog up. And when they clog up, that just naturally increases the water within the bath. And then if you've got things coming into the bath, so work stress, life stress, the water level starts to rise. And I always say to clients, our bodies will start to give us signals when the water levels start to rise. Things start to need to start to change. So it might be things like you get a little bit more anxiety or you um, get start getting PMS symptoms or you might start getting sleep issues where you're not sleeping as well as you used to or you might start getting cold hands and feet are a really good sign that your body's under stress. You might get a headache or, you, you know, your psoriasis might flare up. You either ignore it which a lot of people do or they sort of treat it with pharmaceutical medication and it might go away but it will come back again Um, so I sort of say pharmaceutical medication or anything that's not treating the cause gives sort of like another layer to your bath so it doesn't fix the problem but you've got maybe a little bit more your, your tank can take in a little bit more water but if your lifestyle doesn't change the water levels will just keep on rising until the point where they then overspill. And if you think about the water overflowing your bathtub, this is when major symptoms start coming out. So you end up getting a condition, a hormonal condition, or you, your psoriasis is really bad. You know, you get more sinister problems and more chronic issues that you haven't really dealt with throughout your lifestyle and then it's sort of now become a real problem. So the key really is, is before the bathtub starts to, you know, rise really, really high, it's to make those lifestyle changes now. But even when you get the chronic problem or what have you, it's still about addressing those sort of stresses. So things that offset stress, so that will start to empty the bathtub, are things like going to bed a bit earlier, looking at the quality of your sleep, That is a massive offset because sleep is so powerful in rejuvenating the body and just bringing down those cortisol levels. Sleep is fundamental. Going out and walking in nature, as simple as that, is amazing. Nature really grounds us and calms us. All of these tools don't cost any money either. Cheap, you know, not expensive things to be doing. So going for a walk is really important. Exercise can be an amazing stress reliever for people as well. Yoga, it depends on your stress levels, but a lot of yoga or just walking in nature, restorative kind of exercises is really important. Balancing your blood sugar levels and eating well throughout the day is really important for managing your stress. 
you know, just reading a book, just making a cup of tea and sitting down in itself is just really therapeutic. Turning off your phone and just sitting there, meditation, mindfulness, all of these things offset this kind of constant fight or flight response within the body and incorporating these things into your day-to-day life just keeps your bath water in the bath. And herbs are also amazing because herbs help support the body during stressful times. So sometimes things can't change. The lifestyle, they've got the, the kids during these times, that's where taking herbs and supplements and things can be really supportive. But fundamentally, it is the lifestyle things that need to be addressed for real change to happen. So if clients that you talk to, stress is a real trigger I would just be looking at these little things that they could be implementing every day to help offset the stress that might be going on there. And here's the toughie, because I know people listening are going to be thinking this. If you've ever struggled in a vicious cycle with a skin condition of painful and itchy skin cells, quite often it's that very thing that's stopping you from doing all the things you talk about that will help us, such as exercise, getting a good night's sleep. In my second book, I talk very much about the circle of well-being, where we have all these positive things, but actually it's more important to focus on just one thing we can change rather than worry too much about all those things we initially can't. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just changing. It's, it might just be changing a couple of things in that. So I get that. It's like hot flushes that people get night sweats when you go through the menopause. It's sort of like that's keeping them up at night. So therefore, they're not sleeping well. And then, you know, it's that such vicious cycle that's going on and skin conditions. So I used to suffer horrendous acne. This was a, a massive. It wasn't. So when I was younger, it wasn't having no periods. That was the issue. It was the acne that, you know, I didn't care about not having a period. It was the acne I wanted to deal with because it's so, it's visual. You know, every day you're looking at yourself and it's it was all over my face, back and chest. So I get the psychological things with that, but it is just incorporating these little things in will offset these stresses, even though the thing with, again, with chronic conditions, they don't go away overnight, but it's just, I think, and this is where I love what you're doing is because you're creating this amazing community where people can be inspired by others and know that it's not a quick fix. Yes, some people will heal a lot quicker than others, but it's just, if you just start to clean up your diet, getting sunlight on your retina first thing in the morning is really important to help set your body clock. So I always recommend people get up and out of the house if they can before midday or have a cup of tea outside in the garden. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's always gray <laughs> and rainy up north, but Getting outside is really important for light um, and that will help melatonin production at night. And then you want to obviously make it as dark as possible at night to help help that secretion. But getting off your iPhone. I mean, I'm guilty of this. I was telling Hannah not that long ago that I've only just got Netflix. <laughs> but actually, I kind of wish I never got it because it is so addictive. Like to finish one episode and then you see the next episode's about to start – I know I need to go to bed (laughs) and it's so tempting just to watch the next episode, you know, and that's the thing. We don't have to wait for anything anymore. You know, we want things instantly. If we want a nice pair of whatever, we can go online and, and buy it, you know, an Amazon prime, you get it the next day because of this wanting everything now we give up very quickly. We get disappointed very quickly We don't have that sort of satisfaction there. And I think that's the thing, again, with your skin, just knowing that it will improve 
but it's just going to take some time. And I think knowing that, that sort of sometimes can take the stress off things as well. Our, our lifestyle nowadays is not helping, I think, with a lot of things. And, you know, but you're, I think with your Instagram and your page, you are very inspiring. And I think that's that's a positive thing. I think follow people that inspire you and have a community around what you're going through rather than being looking at accounts that maybe you feel you can't live up to or you're, that demotivates you. Or I think that's um, something to be wary of as well. It's very easy to compare yourself with other people online and you don't really know the truth behind it. But it's just, you know, I think about understanding how the impact and stress on the body and how actually putting little things into place that offset this stress long term will have the most amazing and profound effect. Nikki, I love it. I could talk to you forever on this subject. I know you're back with us next week talking about exercise and the benefits of yoga and meditation. But before you go, I've got to ask one final question. Does your father approve yet of what you're doing for a living? Absolutely. I did take a while, but my dad, I mean, he, you would never know anyone that takes more like natural medicine than my father now. And he loves to pop pills, like to the point where it's actually unnecessary. Where the funniest is when I was pregnant, I went home because obviously I live over here and parents are in Australia and I, I bought some really expensive pregnancy multivitamins. And it's there's a picture of a pregnant lady like on the front of the multivitamin okay so it's in the cupboard I put it in the cupboard (laughs) and I notice over a couple of weeks that it's just going down very very quickly find out my father my father's in there like just thinking oh that's new oh yeah I'll take a couple of that he doesn't even look at what it's for he just loves he just loves to just take take whatever he can and I was just like dad they're my pregnancy multis anyway so that is my dad now he's just a pill popper which I don't actually even advocate myself but he just loves he just loves taking stuff (laughs) and yes so he has is definitely approved and come round which I mean he had to he's got two daughters that are naturopaths (laughs) in the family all's good (laughs) Nikki, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Nikki is back next week. And if you've got any questions for her or would like to reach out to Nikki directly at Nikki Hill Apothecary on Instagram. Radiance is Hannah Salito's best-selling book, featuring all the information you need to get started, a dedicated 28-day plan, and over 100 recipes to heal skin from within. Order now at hannasolito.com via Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith or your local independent bookshop. Living with chronic disease is tough and it doesn't come much tougher than trying to come to terms with a visible condition that impacts so many different aspects of our lives. If I could bottle up and sell the sunshine attitude of my next guest, it would be a worldwide bestseller. This girl and her attitude to her psoriasis is incredible. Danielle, I feel as though I've known you for ages, but we've never actually spoken until today. It's so lovely to finally chat with you. Yes, I feel like I have known you for like uh, a long, long time, Hannah. So it's really nice to um, say hi and have a wee chat with you. Would it be a year now since we first met on Instagram? 
Um, it would be longer now. I think I posted a picture of my skin and you'd left a message under it saying I should check out your book. And then I checked your, your page out. I'd never heard anything um, about you before or um, just anything about this this kind of diet or, you know, that there'd be a book that could take you step by step through it. So I was so intrigued. And then I seen the pictures and I was like, oh, my goodness, like this, this is who I want to be. So I just started to follow all the accounts on your page and get super excited um, and yeah, that's so that's basically yeah, a year and a half probably would have been now coming up. Possibly, possibly 18 months. I'll tell you the Instagram moment that still stands out for me was when you posted a picture of my book alongside your hospital outpatients card. You very publicly shared that you were ditching medication and ditching those visits to your dermatologist to follow the plan in my book, Radiant. And I thought, okay, no pressure. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I, remember, I remember that so well. That kind of was like, I think um, she just, yeah, made me feel really inferior and just, you know, oh, you know, there's no scientific research to prove there's a link between psoriasis and diet. She just completely knocked me back. That was the fire I needed because it just made me go, I'm going to show you something and I'm going to prove to you. And I knew because, Hannah, I'd seen your work. I'd seen, you know, how other people healed. And I was like, it's possible. And I'm going to prove to you that it is. So it definitely was the fire that I needed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. That was fun. And, you know, it was just like, well, I'm just I'm showing it to you because I think I think dermatologists do need to kind of um, realize that, yes, you can hand out pills and stuff, but there is another way to cure and, and heal yourself. And and you should be asking more questions about your diet and, you know, tracking the food and all this and mental health behind psoriasis because I do think any anybody with a skin condition has some sort of anxiety or confidence and I think none of that is addressed I think it's disgusting and I think we deserve more than that I agree. I think mental health is so under-acknowledged when it comes to skin conditions and it is so important to address it. And I know positivity, happiness and mental health make up a huge part of your Instagram page. Talk me through your journey and when psoriasis first started for you. So I have had psoriasis, I would say, um, for about 15 years now. It didn't really bother me. It was just small wee patches and I kind of just got on with my life as best as I could. I think this last three to four years, it progressively got worse. I flared really bad in 2016 after my honeymoon and it just didn't go away. And it progressively got worse and it was just plaque psoriasis and they just got bigger and bigger. And I think I just kind of hit rock bottom. I was, you know, I'd done the phototherapy. I've done the steroid creams and like everything, your skin gets used to it. It's it's all temporary. I think I hit rock bottom and I was in so much just pain and just at the lowest of the lowest. So I made an appointment to see my dermatologist, a a private dermatologist to see maybe was there another cream or was there because I really didn't want to go on medication. I just thought, no, this is a skin condition. I don't want to be going heavy meds. She can advise me that no, unfortunately it would be, you'd have to up it up to um, the methotrexate. And I was just at the lowest. And I remember being in there crying and I was just like, okay, we'll just have to give this a go because life is passing me by and I just, I'm not living at the minute. So I tried the methotrexate. Um, I was on it for three months. And again, I didn't see much difference um, in my skin. I really didn't like taking it. And I think just going for the two weeks, every two weeks for your liver function test really scared the heck out of me. And I was like, I this this doesn't feel right for me. And I, I don't think this is the what I want to do. And then I think in my own mind, I had made up my own decision that, look, 
you know, I, I've been on it three months. I haven't really seen any amazing effect and maybe this isn't for me. And then I think that was then when I decided that I would try the natural route and I reached out. I was looking on Instagram and trying to, you know, just just get a feel for what people were doing or what, you know, how, how they were going about it. And I thought, well, look, I'll open up an Instagram account. I'll kind of use it as like a visual diary and put myself out there. I kind of felt that with the accounts that I was following, they weren't really showing their psoriasis off. And I was like, well, I kind of want to document it because, again, when you go to the dermatologist, they don't take pictures of your skin. So I don't know how the hell they can compare what your skin looked like three months ago. So I was like, well, I'm going to use this as like, you know, I'll take pictures and I'll show them and blah, blah, blah. So that's how my journey came about. It was just crazy then when when I started getting followers and stuff because I wasn't doing it for that. It was just kind of for me and just to kind of see what works for me and just just keeping a log of it. But, oh, my God, it changed my life. Like, it, it really, really has. And the commu- the skin community and stress as warriors, oh, it's it's everything. And it just spurs you on to keep going and, and keep um, keep trying. I think that's it. We can all feel so alone in this battle, can't we, with our skin for so long? And then all of a sudden you find all these like-minded people going through the same thing and suddenly you realise that you're not alone. Danielle, talk me through those first breakthrough moments of realising just how big a part food and diet played in your skin. I've just learned so much. It's like it's education and I've never been educated like this about food or nutrition or anything like that. And I think just a few, a few months in, I definitely was like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. Like, look at my body. It's just, it's it's happy. And I could feel like my skin wasn't hot. You know, that itch had gone. And I was just like, this is, this is the way forward. It's not going to be a quick fix. And I keep saying that to everybody, like healing takes time. I'm still healing. I've got lots of healing to do. I've healed um, my arms and my legs, but I still have my thighs, tummy and back to go. And I just think everybody wants it yesterday. Everybody's like, how, how soon, how soon? And I'm going, but you're, you're in the wrong mindset for that. You should just be, go with the flow. You know what you're doing. It's good for your body. It'll come in its own time. If you put a time frame on it, I think then you, that's, that's, you know, you're not in the right frame of mind because it's not about that. We all have stresses, triggers, everything that goes on in our life. And it doesn't matter how much green juice you take or, you know, how much good food you take. If you're not dealing with it and you're not managing your stress or whatever, your skin's going to flare regardless. So I think you just have to be very gentle on yourself and be realistic. You know, you've eaten incorrectly for the last, God, I don't know how many years I did, but um, it's been a long time. So healing's just going to, it's going to take time. I think that's it. We all want this instant solution, don't we, all the time, like the magic cure. And in actual fact, healing our skin is a process, but I feel it's one that can genuinely be embraced. I think people have all the best intentions, but then when you start saying all the stuff that you can't eat, and I'm like, but look at all the things that you can eat. You know, you can eat as much fruit and veg, like things that actually taste amazing um, instead of sugary, rubbishy, nasty stuff that we're so used to eating and yeah it's just it's my it's mind opening and I think just kind of once you get into that routine your you know your body craves that kind of my body craves juices all the time and I would far rather that over a can of coke any day I hear you Danielle I really do I was addicted to those fizzy drinks myself particularly you know I've spoken about diet cokes like brown sugar water what was I thinking now I just I can't think of anything worse 
besides diet, Danielle, I know mindset plays a huge role in your skin. Talk to me a little bit about that. So 2017, my mum took really sick and I nearly lost her. That kind of put things into perspective for me. I kind of went, right, you've got the skin, skin condition. It's a skin condition. You have your life to live. Live it. And it just put life into perspective for me. And I thought, you know, something's got to change and it's me. And I have to start loving my skin and appreciating it and live it and stop letting this thing control you because I just feel so sad because I've let all them years or I've let psoriasis control my life. I wasn't confident enough on my wedding day to have um, my arms out. So I had to get sleeves made. You know, I remember being on honeymoon and I, I couldn't and couldn't really enjoy myself because I had to go to the beach every day instead of being around the pool, enjoying myself with the cocktails and stuff because I was so self-conscious. I wouldn't get into the pool. It was just the beach, you know, and I just think of all them times that I've kind of let let psoriasis rule my life and that kind of just came into play when obviously like I said mum took sick I just want like I have to change like this is like life can life is so short and so precious I'm done with living my life and having all these regrets so I'm, I'm going to live it that's why I was like right I have to work on my um attitude towards my body and start loving myself from the inside out this is who I am it's only a bit of skin condition. I am fit and healthy. I'm able to get out and about. I can use all my limbs. I am so grateful for every day. And that's basically how I have kind of gone about my last year of discovery and last year of kind of just changing, changing who I am and my attitude towards my skin. Mindset is just so key. And yeah, so we, we can let stress and stress is just so easy to... Um, snowball you know that's what well, that's with everything and it's even with your skin like you can be looking down and seeing a spot or whatever and then you're obsessing over it and stressing over it and then the stress is causing then another flare and it's just a vicious circle and if you kind of don't don't stop on its tracks it's 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 very detrimental and, and dangerous so yeah i'm very much about ignoring my skin now <laughs> and embracing it and being gentle with it because i think all them years of slapping lotions and potions and trying this, that and the other, I have never, like, never looked at my skin or never paid it any attention. It was just, you know, it was what it was. Whereas now I take time every morning, stand in front of the mirror in my underwear. I look at my skin. I appreciate it. I show gratitude towards it. I am happy. I am healthy. And this is the way I want to be. And I don't see my psoriasis in the, in the, in the mirror anymore. I just see me. I'm alive. So I take I take time now in putting playing my coconut oil, doing lots of self care, and just really trying to make friends with my skin. If that makes any sense, it does. It definitely does. I just have I have so much admiration for you getting your head into this space where you can feel so good. What would you say to others who are struggling to find that inner peace at the moment with their skin? It is what it is and we're all the same and um, it doesn't matter if you have a small bit of psoriasis or you are covered in psoriasis, we all still feel that self-conscious, that just really self-loathing towards yourself and we care what other people think when really that shouldn't matter and we should just be saying, no, this is what I'm doing for me and this is good for me and I want to wear this outfit so I'm going to wear it and if people want to stare, let them stare. 
you know, it's just a better ad skim. I know that you totally practice what you preach on that score. I remember you posting a photograph of you on holiday in Canada, smiling on the beach in your bikini with your skin on show. Did people stare? Did people comment? Actually, I was really shocked. Um, no, nobody said nothing. I walked about like a peacock on show around that beach because I was like, I am doing this for me. And I was like, I've never, I've never been on a beach before like that all out and just kind of and I strutted about the place and nobody came near me. I smiled at everybody, said hi to everybody. Fake it till you make it. If you're standing there confident and you just, you look like you're owning it. People are like, go you girl. You know, nobody's going to come up and, and, and kind of question you or anything like that. So I think it is about how you hold yourself and just, just yeah, loving it. So I, I had no, thank God I had no negative um, or anybody questioning me. I think maybe it's only a few, few times somebody had said, had I, what was it? Poison Ivy. And I was like, no, it's actually psoriasis. And they were a bit embarrassed because they were like, oh, I thought it was something, something else. Everybody's wrapped up in their own heads and everybody has their own bits and pieces that they're not happy with in their body. So they're real self-conscious of that. I, I realize that now and I wish I'd have realized that years ago that everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their own self-image issues. Everybody's very much self-absorbed in that way that they, they, they genuinely are just like, oh, you know, I think. If I see me on a beach, I'm like, fair play, fair play to you. Like, you're not letting this kind of get in your way. That's the way I kind of think, well, if I seen somebody else walking down the street and they had their body out, I'd be like, well, good honour, good honour. That's not easy. I would be putting my positive vibes to, you know, somebody else. I think that's the, the big thing, isn't it? That living with a skin condition teaches us is empathy and is showing this kindness to others. Danielle, we've talked food, we've talked mindset. Do you find that stress plays a role in your skin? 110%. Um, I even know, like, even when I'm eating well, and if there's stress or there's something that's going on in my personal life and I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I have been this last few months, and I know it's just your gut you know your gut's another brain so it's it's um vibing out those those stress hormones and it, it's yeah it's going to come out your your skin's going to flare or whatever god yeah i don't know how many years i have suffered with stress and i've had anxiety and panic attacks and things like that and i've went for counseling and i definitely do as i spoke about it before my instagram i do think you know we should we should all address our fears and 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 speak more openly about issues that we're having problems with because I, as I say, like your skin is, um, it's such a psychological impact on your life. And counselling did help me through some things with my skin that I was able to go, oh, well, actually, that would be quite, yes, I, I see I see how that would come about. But I think just talking about it and opening up about your mental health and your issues and, and seeking, seeking help and talking about it because it is, it has such a, a huge impact on your life. Um, and find something that works for you. Have me, I love my nightly baths. So I would try to have a bath three or four times a week, maybe. Just, I think, just having that me time is so important. And it's just nice before bedtime. Put on some candles, nice music, you know, just, just create a wee pamper night for yourself. And meditating, meditating. Oh my goodness. Oh, where do I even start? I love meditating. I do it every single day, every single day. And it's so important just to calm it all down in your brain because like everybody, we're 100, 100 miles an hour up there and it just sometimes gets too much and overwhelming. And I think just taking time out, taking time to breathe, nothing else really matters. Just taking that, that 10, 15 minutes out, 
the stuff that you're thinking about, it'll be there in 10, 15 minutes time. This here time is for you to go inwards, to breathe, just to calm it all down. And I absolutely love meditating. That is my thing. And practicing gratitude every day just for my skin and all it's done for me. Now I'm like, but my skin's amazing. Like, it is flipping amazing. Like, look at it. It's, t- it's talking to me. Like, it tells me when I'm stressed. It tells me when I'm, you know, too hot, too cold. It's like, protects my organs. It's just, it's such a vital thing. And we take it for granted. And we just are so negative towards it. And now I'm just like showing it so much love. And I'm just like, oh, just love my skin. Amazing. You're so awesomely positive, Danielle. I just love it. This way of being, this way of exercising, this way of eating, 18 months down the line for you. How strict are you now? Life is for living. There's always a balance. So for me, that was eating healthy five days a week. So I was doing plant based diet, like your guide says. I was doing that. And then at the weekend, then I might have a little glass of wine. I might have my husband might make me a nice Italian meal and I would eat it. And I would be fine. I wouldn't go overboard, but I think a few wee treats here and there, I would leave them to the weekend. And uh, my skin seems to be fine. And that's kind of the way I am trying to do it. Hard at the minute because I've just moved and there's a few wee things slipping. But I know what I need to do to bring it back. So, And I'm not stressing about it. I'm not giving it any energy. I believe that this works for me. So it's it's definitely a balance. And I think if you can kind of get that food sorted, I think you're just more aware of what you put into your into your mouth. And I think that's amazing because now I'm like, oh, I could just I could go home and make that. I don't need to buy that as a ready meal. I could go home. That's going to take. And then you start reading ingredients and you start going, oh, my goodness, look, it's in that. And then you're like, I could make that beautiful curry like in 20 minutes. And I think that's just education is key. You're so much more aware of what you put into your mouth and what you want to put into your mouth. So you're going to make the healthier lifestyle changes because now that you have all this information on board it's practice you got to work on it yeah I struggled with it for a while but I now feel like I do have pretty good balance and with exercise I've definitely upped my exercise I just even think for my mental health it's so so important just even to get out for a walk change the scenery just to go and do some deep breathing in a park beside the sea anywhere at all it's just so so good for you go have you know even on your lunch break at work or whatever, just to get out and just to, yeah, to feel the wind, to feel the rain, like all them wee things. It's so, so nice. See, whenever you like are fully aware of it and you're just, it's so calming. It's beautiful. So yeah, exercise is, is, is definitely very important. Um, and I'm, I'm doing the running at the minute and, um, Zumba because who doesn't like an old dance it's great fun and you know nobody takes you too seriously and again everybody's wrapped up in their own little moves that nobody cares what you're doing or what you look like and it's for everybody and any fitness level so yeah do something that's fun it doesn't have you know you don't have to go to a spin class or anything that's like mega hard on you Um, just go and go and have some fun and you know it's it's great then endorphins that are released you just immediately feel better and you come home and you're like I'm glad I done that so yeah find something that you you enjoy for me in all of this the word that keeps coming up when we talk about diet and we talk about exercise is empowerment it's that you finally feel in control of your skin totally that is that is it it's like it's, it's just taking back control and it's the best feeling ever to know that like oh your, your mind your mind doesn't control you and your skin doesn't control you. You are the boss and you just need to 
step up and just say yes. You know, anytime like I, I find sometimes now when I'm a bit like, oh, I don't, oh, it's a bit red or it's a bit, I stop myself and I go, well, you're just going to wear a wee top then and just show it all off because that you're just stopping that negative thought in its process and, and challenging it and just going the opposite way about it. So that's what I do now, whenever, whenever I'm just having a bad day or whatever, or like I'm just feeling a bit self-conscious. I then go, no, well, you're just going to get your arms out today or you're going to get your, your tummy out or whatever. I just, no. And then the more that happens, the more you them negative thoughts just buzz off. And I just think, yeah, it is. It's all about um, empowering yourself and just taking control and being just comfortable or happy in your skin because, you know, it's our, <laughs> like, we have it. It's it's our body, like, and there's nothing we can we can do about it. Like we have to love ourselves every day. We're we're stuck with it twenty four seven. So we have to accept it. And I think acceptance is so so. I thought this thing and I hated it and I hated my body. And um, it's only then when I started to accept my skin and realize like all the good that it does for me. Then it melted all that hatred and all that negative stuff away from me. So yeah. And what I love about all these things that you've learned and your way of being is just how openly you've reached out to others on your Instagram page. I know it's a page that started for personal accountability and to document your own journey. Now you've got a couple of thousand people watching what you do. Do you enjoy posting? It's good to share and good to have a talk with people. Um, and I think as well, I, for me, it was definitely, I'll take a photograph and show that I've done it today. So I, yeah, that's, that's the way I kind of do it. So again, it's just me showing what I've, what I've eaten or whatever. And, um, it kind of motivates me every morning to get up and, you know, have my juice or do whatever, because I, am you know, I'm saying, well, this is me, Danielle, and you're going to stand up today and, you know, be accountable. So I, I like it for that. Well, I love it. And I think it's such a fantastic way to stay accountable. Danielle, you are such a ray of sunshine. Thank you so much for sharing your awesome positivity with us today. At misread underscore Danielle to follow Danielle on Instagram. Hannah Salito's natural skincare range is available to order now. Featuring a skin soothing spray, scar minimizing oil, hair care, teas and tinctures. It's the natural solution to support your skin healing journey. Order now at hannahsalito.com. Next week on the Skincare Podcast, we'll be talking to Caroline Fatterini, whose life changed after her skin condition prompted her to make a major life change. It was actually easier for me to break away from all the negative influences and pressures back at home by doing that. And it took some careful planning and it did take some investment. But for me, it wasn't easy financially, but I made it happen because I really felt I didn't want to carry on living my life the way that I had been. I knew what I wanted to do. But by going there, I was then surrounded by 11 other incredibly supportive women all going as strangers and meeting for the first time and spending that month together it really made me see how important self-care is and that it's not selfish and that i was just as deserving of a of a happy life as anybody it wasn't my job just to make everybody else happy caroline fatterini there who joins us on next week's podcast don't forget if you haven't yet downloaded your free skin healing guide to start natural healing hannasolito.com to request yours thanks so much for listening 
Let's Glow with best-selling author and skin healing expert, Hannah Salito. Keep up to date at hannahsalito.com, on Instagram at MyGoodnessRecipes, or Twitter at Hannah Salito.